Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So, stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. And this is another exciting moment that we get to share with you. And and in this podcast, the Make It Plain podcast that we're able to share, we're hoping that you and I can come together and, and just get some really good, encouraging nuggets that will help us throughout each and every day. You notice I said help us. So that even as I'm sharing with you with the intent of, of depositing in you some food for thought and, and some action items that you can put in your life to improve the quality and the, the joy that you would receive, I, I'm also getting a benefit from it also because it's reminding me at the same time as I'm sharing with you about the good things that the Lord has and that's in the Bible and, and that will impact our everyday life. You see, part of the problem is we don't realize at times, well, I guess I shouldn't say we, but a lot of folks don't realize that the things in the Bible is not just a good story. It's that, but it's much more than that. It's life. It, it changes the atmosphere. It changes your life. It changes everything. And so today is no different as we share another topic called Start Them Young. And in this particular um, topic that we want to explore another area that we've touched on in the past, but not as deep as I want to try to do today. And I think this will be a blessing to you, especially if you are a parent or a grandparent, an aunt, uncle, or are just one that cares about the growth of, of um, young ones and growing up in life. And so this will be a good one for you. And I'm just ready to dive into it. What about you? You see, I don't know if right now at this stage of your life, when you're hearing this podcast, if you have children or are around children and your attitude toward children may vary. You may have an understanding, well, we were brought up this way. We weren't brought up that way. Or these people nowadays, they don't know what they're doing. Or you have conversations like that, maybe not verbally, but in your mind, you're processing it that way. And then you see kids in stores, you're thinking, oh my goodness. And, and, and you're seeing in your, from your vision changes. And, and in some cases, you see some that are, are really, you know, growing up well and, and they're, um, involved in the things that are important and they are respectful and all that, then you see other ones that are running all the way, all the way around the store, around the mall, every place else, in their homes, every, and it seems like, okay, there is no control. There is no understanding about how a person should react. But see, here's the thing we have to understand. Regardless of all that aspect of it, that children are very important. They are very important for your family, they're very important for you know the next generation, they're very important for society, and it's important for us to make the investments, and I'm saying us individually and us as a society, to make the necessary investments in them so that they can grow up and be even greater or better than we are with the, the right foundations, with the right principles, and understanding who the Lord is, and, and living a life that's pleasing to the Lord is very, very important. But let me look at it this way, and I want to give you this thought. If you're going to have a child, if you already have a child, if you have a grown child, 
Think about this for a minute. When we live our lives, we make certain investments, usually financial, looking toward retirement. Or we may have investments that we're saving so that we can purchase something along the way, whether it's a new home, a different vehicle, whether it's relocating. There's a whole host of of examples that you can pour in there. But what we've learned to do, at least we should have as adults, is how to put some money away. And that money is, is there for a purpose. In essence, it's an investment. And that investment for the future or other things is extremely important to us. But oftentimes we don't realize that children really are a very precious investment. And you may say, well, yeah, I guess you're right. But it's more than that. Think about it in the, I'm going to say, the, the practical area. I was reading recently in a couple of articles, and it talked about, in general, how much it costs to raise a child, one child, how much it costs. And these are averages. You know, it varies differently based on the place where you live or, or the size of the family. A, a, a bunch of things will impact that. But on average, they put out some numbers. On the low end, to raise a child from birth to 18 years old costs, rounded up, $234,000 on the low end. Then the middle area is about $285,000 per child. That's a lot of money. So what you're, what you're investing in a child, which is clothing, education, doctors, they, all a, a number of things that you're doing to raise a child, it is a major investment. Now, Look at it this way, and I don't mean to belittle the value of a child's life, but in essence, you know, we're uh, scrambling to be able to raise money, to buy a house and everything else, but to just do the basic things you need to do for a child, you're spending roughly that amount of money. And so when you think about it from that perspective, and these aren't the high ends. This is like low end. You're, you're spending still $234,000 and up to raise this child. So that's an investment. So if you have an investment that is that important, you have to really think about how you manage it, how you get the most out of that investment. Now, when you're doing that, you're, you're thinking about legacies. You're thinking about a life. A life is precious. You cannot put number or dollar value on the cost of a life. A person's life is, is beyond that. So we have to realize that. So now we have something that has been given to us, which means a child. So what do you do with that? Well, the Bible often talks about how to raise your children. And, and, and really, there, it gives examples of children being raised through the knowledge of the Lord and, and being involved in the fellowship of, of the saints and all very young, as a very young child. As all of us know, or most of us know, you've heard the Bible verse that says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And that when he is older, he would not depart from it, right? The idea being is, or the, the truth behind this is, you're pouring into them truths from the foundation, from the youngest of ages, and you're continually doing that so it becomes part of who they are. 
And that's how you're able to instill in them the truths and the, and the, the biblical views of, of life and understanding that it is so important for them to understand what Jesus has said, what he's done, who he is, and where they fit in this world. So they invest young. That's what the Lord wants us to do is invest young in them. So as a parent, you may say, but that's a lot of work. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you that is true. Excuse me. It's, it is a lot of work, but it's worth it. If you have a really good investment, you're going to put in the effort to make sure that it financially pays off. Well, even more so for children. The investment in them is very important. Not to take them and throw them to someone else and let them try to raise them, but you've got to pour into them, pouring in yourself and, and even areas that maybe you're, you're, you're weak in or, or you consider yourself deficient in, find the way to pour in an even better set of, of values. And that is biblical values and truths and everything else. Now, you may say, and I know a lot of people, you know, being as a pastor and all, I, I see this a lot and have these conversations, but it, there's something interesting that I, I hear from parents um, over the years I've heard. And, you know, some people say, well, my child is very active, so I don't want to bring them to church. It's disruptive or I can't enjoy it. And, you know, I get that because sometimes you're like, I want to enjoy what's being said. I want this, but they don't know how to react. Or they don't know how to sit or be involved. But I'm going to encourage you from this perspective. Get to the point of, of just trying to train them in how they should carry themselves and what they should be able to do. In the first few times or the first few weeks, will it be rough? Probably so. But you've got to get through that. You've got to realize the importance of it, of being able to hear the truth, being able to take part in them. I want to refer to you um, just a, an account that I saw and I was reading recently that was in the book of Matthew. And when I when I looked at that, I, I was amazed because, you know, it's always good to take time to just think about what's happening and, and what the word is saying and, and if you're applying it to your everyday life. And so in this case, I was reading it in Matthew 19, and here we are, this situation where Jesus is having a, I'm gonna call it a revival service, if you will. And so in it, there's healing that's going on. And people are coming from all over to be healed. And then he's also teaching in the midst of it. So it's really what I'm going to call a, a, a large church assembly or church service, but it's a, a revival type where people are being restored, healed, and everything else and delivered. And so in this particular service, there comes a point where some parents who want to make sure their legacy is good and their children grow up in the right way, they decide, let me gather these kids and bring them to the front. And so they can see the teacher, they can see Jesus, the Messiah. And of course, right before then, everything had been going according to plan. The grownups were getting healed and saved and, and all these things were happening at the adult level. But as these parents brought up the children, all of a sudden, the disciples jumped in front and tried to push them away as if they don't need to be part of this event or this service. They don't need to be uh, distracting Jesus. But then Jesus saw this, and then he went and said, don't do that. 
for such is the kingdom of heaven, right? He begins to talk about that. He begins to talk about the importance of children. He said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And then he laid his hands on them and prayed for them, just like an adult. Too many times we as grown-ups or parents relegate our kids to the corner. But how do they get to understand what's happening? How do they get to have the, the fullness of what the adults are experiencing in them also? As a parent, you must make sure that you start them young. Teach them the things that, of the Lord. Teach them what's important. Teach them. Let them hear. Let them absorb. Let them be a part of what's going on. And then when they grow, it's already inside of them. And they begin to understand what should and shouldn't be done. The Lord expects that of parents to teach them as they're young. The Lord expects children to be able to come into his presence. Because children have this way of, of just being open and being honest. It is the adults that really pour in most times these other attitudes. But it's this surrender, this openness to receive of such as the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus is, is really looking for in all of us. But he wants the children to be involved also. So we have to make sure that even from the youngest of ages that we begin to have the children exposed. And I don't mean just once a year, but as a part of a regular routine, exposed to the word of God, exposed to the the family of God, be involved in church and everything else. I noticed that a lot of folks over the years, I've seen this, and it still goes on a lot, even more so, that across the country, there are a lot of folks that say, yeah, I want to come to church, but I've got to go to my kid's game on Sunday. I've got to take them here for this other event and so on. And so I am not telling you that the children should not be involved. But when we think about the investment, I know many of you are saying, well, that's that pays for college. It may or may not, depending on how well they do. But the investment that we're talking about, that Jesus is asking us to, to make sure that we pour in, is one that's eternal. No matter how successful your child is, that will last for some period of time, whatever that is. It may be for a blink of an eye. It may be for a number of years. But then at some point, it's over. But the investment that you're putting in your child of finding out who Jesus is and experiencing it and interacting with the people of God, it's more important than anything else. And it's eternal. And so Jesus is trying to get us to understand how important it is to do these things. Other things that people will say at times is, you know, I'm tired. They wear me out. Or <laughs> what I've heard a lot, especially in the past couple of years, is, well, they were hard to get up and they didn't feel like getting up, so I just let them sleep. But you have to understand, if something is important enough for you, you'll make arrangements for it. This should be high on the priority list for their soul and their very well-being. So start them young. And then you don't have to make church boring. You don't have to make the interaction doing things with God boring. You find ways to make sure that they're getting the joy out of it, too. And so you have to be able to know as a parent how to bring them up. But you must, you must, you must start them off young. 
Because if you don't, then what you'll find, what you'll find is when they get older, they don't understand the principles. They don't live in the way that you think they should because they don't understand any biblical principles. They don't value it. They don't even understand who a savior is. And they don't understand how to how to love their neighbor. They don't understand how to um, do business with right scales, meaning that you're not cheating, you're not doing any of these. The things that are in the Bible, they won't understand. And then what you do is sentence them to a life without the Lord, which is devastating for eternity. You don't want to do that. So you may say, well, I've kind of missed the first X number of years. Well, there's still time, like right now and going forward. How do you make that happen? How do you work that out? What can you do to make sure that they're being brought up in the way of the Lord and the things of the Lord? Help them to learn the true word, not just slogans, but get a relationship with him. How, how can you do that? Well, begin to work, pray about it. Begin to uh, attend the local assembly, local church that preaches the truth and the word and everything else, that they're growing from it. Find a way for them to interact with with folks that can help them and not folks that will deter them or misdirect them. Find out all of that. This is your re investment, remember? It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm sure some of you who may listen to this podcast will, will be able to attest that um, you've been able to raise some kids or direct some kids in the, the right ways and you can see the results. And you may even say for others, you weren't able to get to them or or they were folks that you had no direct impact on, and you see some of the other results. But again, this is this is a life. This is an investment that you must spend your time doing. And so, this is something that you need to grow. This is this is something that's so important that the Lord mentions it several times. And so, make sure that you pour into them when they're young. Start them when they're young and bring them on up. Now, as a caution, I would not tell you that, well, if you're getting this, this word of encouragement or this direction, that you say, well, it's too late, so I won't even bother. That's not true. Again, I want to emphasize, wherever they are in life, begin to work with them, pray for them, encourage them so that they can begin to grasp the truths because you want to make sure that they have any, and that they're an investment that that really matures for eternity. You know what I mean? That they have a promise of eternity with the Lord. This is a life that we're talking about. And so don't get too busy. Don't get too frustrated. Just make sure that you put in the focus, the prayer, the effort, and everything else. And I would tell you that when you go to a church, a Bible-believing church, or, or what have you, there'll be someone somewhere in that will help you along if you feel like you're having trouble controlling or raising them they can try to help you a little bit. They won't do it for you because they shouldn't do it for you. But there are ways that people may be able to help. So don't think it's hopeless. Just keep searching until you're able to pour that into them. Now, once you do that and you persevere through some of the struggles at first, you'll begin to realize that things are changing, that things are changing dramatically. I can attest to uh, some people that I know that uh, I knew them when they were young. And then, like a lot of children, they have their moments, late teens or what have you, where they seem like they've lost their mind briefly. But then they come back to their senses and because it's in them. And then they begin to say, no, I got to walk with the Lord. And then they begin to see how the Lord has 
change things in our life and are now opening doors that otherwise would never have been open. And they give praise to God for all of that. So I, I've known people and I do know people that have gone through that phase, but because they were poured into when they were young, it helped them through that, what I'm going to call a rough patch or a rough period of time. So you never know how impactful what you're pouring in will be. So make sure that no matter what you do, that you put this as a high priority and make sure you start them young. And even if the the children around you are, are ones that may be um, nieces and nephews or spiritual nieces and nephews or, or friends that are have the kids around all the time. Anything that you can do to pour in to them and even invite them to your church. Um, or you can always invite them to make plain Jesus. We're open door. Come on in. Um, but what you do is make sure that they're able to have a place and giving them a solution so that they can begin to raise them in the way that they should. What you also do when you, you're pouring in like that, you begin to let them understand that they're valuable because they see that you're putting in that effort and you're focused on them. And they cherish that. That helps their self-esteem, that helps them in understanding who they are. And they begin, maybe not right away, they begin to appreciate those moments. So be steadfast, just know that it is important and you are putting in an investment that's worth it because when that investment matures, then you're able to see it for in eternity. And that's what matters. So if this has been helpful to you, I want you just to send us a note, spread the word amongst others and have them um, tune in, listen to these episodes. We're, we're here to make an impactful difference, meaning we want to make sure that every day that you listen to this, this impacts your life and that you're able to put these things to work. And then it lets you realize the Lord is really helping you through all of these, these topics and these situations in your life because he loves you that much. Thanks again. And we look forward to talking to you next time.